tonight on a very special episode of The Talk Shop. The boys and I go into what's been going on in 2020. Welcome back, everybody, to the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm Tom, joined today by Corey and Sam. And boy, howdy, have things changed <laughs> since our last episode. <laughs> we're just talking, you know, we're sorry that we haven't been putting out a lot of content this year. It's just nothing's been going on. So what would we even talk about? Yeah, nothing at all. There's no, there's literally nothing happening in the news, nothing <laughs> happening in society. Nothing happening worldwide. Why would we even bother recording episodes? Nothing if... no, Nothing of note. Life exactly. as usual. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it. 2020 has been the boringest year ever. <laughs> Possibly the most mundane. Nothing happening. Can we retroactively make 2020 the worst of the decade? <laughs> the worst thing of the decade? Dude, uh, I, had, well, I had that it's thought. It's a new decade, though. Like, the last time we recorded was sort of like all of our big lists and everything, you know, back when we had time to care about video games and, and shit. And, like, <laughs> imagine if you could go back to when we recorded, because I think our last recording was, what, in, like, January? Yeah, yeah. So, like- actually, this is a fun exercise for people who are going to be listening to this episode. Go back real quick and listen to our last episode and and listen to where our heads were at, at the time and our <laughs> biggest complaints for the decade. Yeah. And then juxtapose that with now. <laughs> I think the other thing too, uh, you said this, Tom, in the, the the chat, and I see a lot of people saying this too, like talking about like how crazy this year is and how like they wish they could talk to like last year them or ten years ago them or something and explain like what's going on now. Do you think it's going to be? Uh, this just occurred to me. Do you think it's going to be like that for ten years from now? You think like twenty thirty Corey is going to be like man twenty twenty Corey didn't know shit about how God, bad I, things were going to I hope get. not. So I think like, we can all agree that it's been like that month to month, right? Like yeah, last yeah, yeah. La- yep. literally last month I was like, man, COVID is crazy. At least that's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, before I forget, real quick, we are missing a person. Yeah, I was, I was just oh, about yeah. to say. Yeah, we let's should talk about, that. Let's actually talk about where we... So it is uh, four minutes to midnight. <laughs> on, a, on a lovely sa- Saturday evening. Um, on we May 30th, only 2020, for, for posterity. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. only a few more minutes, it is May 30th, 2020. So we're about to cross into May 31st. The only reason uh, we're, we didn't like plan this at all, uh, we're going to get into why we're recording this, because I, I want to let Tom just kind of talk for a little bit here shortly. But Tom's going through some stuff. He's, he's in the middle of, of what he's going to talk about here pretty soon. We're in the chat. We're... <laughs> I'm I'm the asshole. I go. I went ahead and I was the asshole. I was like, so I don't want to be insensitive, but this would be an amazing talk shop. <laughs> like Tom said, there's right. Tom said they're like talking about just the insane shit that's going on, and I can't even be like a friend for five seconds. I'm like, we should capitalize. <laughs> hey, you, you can Cha-ching. be a friend and make content at the same time. Get two that's birds true. stoned at once. My so, coworker would say. So for everyone, uh, I would I would guess the majority of the people that that where uh, Jack is like easily one of the best people on here. He's not like fired or he didn't quit. Um, he's just sleeping because that's what most people do at midnight on Saturday. Ah, uh, right, losers. <laughs> <laughs> 
not night owls like ourselves. <laughs> so uh, this is just kind of an impromptu recording. And then, Tom, I'm going to let you, because I don't want to speak for you. And uh, that's kind of my go-to is to put words in people's mouths, and I don't want to do that. So, Tom, you well, you go for it. <laughs> well, boy, howdy, fellas. This year has been a heck of a roller coaster, let me tell you. So, to catch everybody up on the current events in our world at this time. So, I mean, I, I'm guessing most people know, but we are a northern, you know, three states, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota-based podcast. Not even Michigan, just Wisconsin and Minnesota. So we are a, a, a northern podcast. And everybody's been dealing with this whole COVID-19 uh, pandemic. It's a global pandemic, right? So everybody is is dealing with this right now. Could you on imagine that, if it was the first time you heard about that and it was on this podcast? You're like, what? <laughs> what? There's a sickness going around? <laughs> uh, so on top of that, uh, one of the fine Minneapolis Police Department officers decided, hey, you know what? That's not enough. We need something else. I'm going to so, murder a dude. So he knelt on a uh, detained, peaceful uh, person. Handcuffed. Handcuffed behind his back. He knelt on his neck for 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, 9, and, 10, something like that. And you know what? Go figure. If someone's kneeling on your neck for 10 minutes, the darndest thing happens. You literally die. <laughs> Hey, it's not like there was a crowd of people around him telling him that the guy wasn't breathing and had stopped moving and probably needed his pulse checked. Also, the guy definitely wasn't pleading, I can't breathe, please get off me, I literally can't breathe. Anyway, yeah. so this kind of this happened in Minneapolis. And as, uh, it, as it turns out, and I was surprised to learn this, I, I had no idea, as it turns out, there's some racial tension in the United States of America. Mm, yeah, also Go true. figure. Like, who would have thought? Yeah. In case it's not completely obvious to anybody <laughs> listening, this is obviously, we're playing lightly at horrible, horrible events in our history. Uh, I mean, and yes. we, should, we should probably state, you know, unambiguously up front, there's no one here who's, who is like, oh yeah, you know, that was probably not too bad. I think people are over it. Like, like, everyone and it's super interesting too because like normally you have uh like like controversial police altercations like this where people you know like there's there's a lot of people who are outraged and a lot of people who are you know like devil's advocates that kind of thing that's not at all happening here like everybody is like completely united like this was completely ridiculous and something needs to like this guy needs to go to prison right yeah it was kind of everybody's on right I've never seen it like for once. My my hyper right Trump loving literal cop friends on Facebook that will look for any reason to play devil's advocate, like to the point where it's been real hard to like associate with them lately. Uh, even they were like, "Oh yeah, that's a murder. That shouldn't have happened." <laughs> and I was I was very happy to see that for once in the last six billion years we could all come together and agree on something. It's very sad that it had to be a, a human being's death. Yep. I'm pretty right. sure the only guy that doesn't want that dude's uh, uh, life ruined is like him and his kids and like his lawyer. 
<laughs> and like every other living human being on the planet is in agreement. And it's like you know, the only other time that yeah, I can think actually, of. That this, it's that actually ever insane. Happened. So this horrible, horrible killing happened. Uh, and for the first few days, the, the, okay, to preface all of this, there is literally video evidence of this happening. Multiple Before angles, and yeah. after many people recording this event taking place. Like, this is as cut and dry as these kind of things come. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... <laughs> Alright, well, this is opinion, I suppose, until the trial's over. But there is no reasonable doubt in this situation. Yeah. Dude, I, I watched the press conference. Um, with I watched the press conference with a representative of the Minneapolis Police Department. And even and keep in mind there hasn't been a trial yet. This dude gets up there and he's just like, uh, yeah, so a lot of people are upset about the murder. And then he stopped because he realized what he said and he looked at the camera and he was like <laughs> He was like, Yeah, I'm gonna call it a murder. He's like, I'm gonna I call it like I see it. This this it was a murder. That guy was murdered. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, like people in those positions are always, you know, treading lightly, like sure. alleged murder, but like in this case, again, literal video evidence, everybody in the country probably at this time has seen this happen in real time. And I think I also, I, I think in a lot of cases, even video evidence for mo many things isn't enough for people. Like usually there's enough dissonance in people's brains where like you can come up with some explanation for the thing that you're watching to like explain away how it conflicts with what you think or what you want to think. But like this is just so, it's just like you couldn't make in a laboratory like a more unambiguous case of like what the fuck is that guy doing? Right. And I mean, early on, there was, you know, of course, there's skeptical people, as there should be, to be quite honest. Like, we need, you know, in judicial things, we can't just have one side, right? That's not entirely fair to mm -hmm. anybody involved. Uh, so early on, there was just some dissentment, like, oh, he was probably, you know, resisting arrest, or he just walked away from a violent crime. We have video footage now from before the arrest took place officially where he's just complying completely with the officers and, and, and for anyone who, who doesn't know uh what was he he like tried to uh he, he like I gave like, he like, like a fake ten dollar bill to a chinese restaurant or yeah, something. something it was like, like that it was check know, they, they accused him of forging a check that and was since, it okay since then i think it's been uh confirmed that he wasn't even forging a check um, now keep in mind, all of us are getting news from the internet, which is, I mean, it's difficult uh, this to is trust. Still, and this is still relatively early. I like, you know, yeah. there's going to be multiple postmortems to like this whole thing. We'll probably know in a year, like what actually, you know, like, <laughs> like it's the same thing with COVID, right? It's like, there's too much information flying around. We'll, we'll know eventually what actually happened, but you know, ultimately whatever events led up to it don't even matter at all. Right. Well, yeah, because what it comes down to, like I was going to say, there is, a, there are a few minutes of uh, missing footage between when they lead him over to the car and when he's down on the ground. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to go ahead and say it doesn't matter because, yeah. first of all, there's no reason to put your knee on someone's neck. Uh, but beyond that, even if it was the most uh, resist, you know, the most aggressive resistance of the arrest ever, there were four people total, four officers and one watching. So five total, I guess. But four people on him, he's handcuffed, 
you have three on uh, everything below the neck, and then you have this one guy literally like kneeling on his throat. That accomplishes nothing at yeah, that point. Yeah, I mean, you have like, this... yeah, like yeah, sorry. nothing, nothing that could have happened on on whatever missing video. Like you know, dude whips out a machete or so. Like it, nothing matters. Like nothing could have possibly happened in the missing footage that could justify you know what happened afterwards. Right. But fortunately, you know, as this has happened and this terrible thing has happened in America and we've all wept for this man and, uh, you know, cried uh, for his justice. It's George Floyd, by the way, yes. just for posterity. Yeah, yep. George Floyd. George Floyd, yes. Um, fortunately, you know, I really think it's brought us together as I'm sure Minneapolis has come together as a city. We've come together as a country. You know, I've never seen us united this peacefully. Um, I really think that we're on the horizon of a brand new peace and and. Tom, I think that's why you wanted to come on today was to talk about how well things are going in Minneapolis and, and St. Paul right now, right? <laughs> They're out yes. there singing. Uh, people are sharing it's, their ice cream. It's it's great there, right? Yep. It's nothing but candlelight vigils for the Twin Cities right now. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, it's not. Yo, so this is... Oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, can you send me that riot map? Do you, have uh, the, yeah. do you have that link handy so we can just all right, pull well, that up a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone know, right? This is just <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like a bit. Again, yeah, yeah. I I like how we spent um what what's it been now? Fifteen minutes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> telling only Leading the most sig- the most significant event that's happened in this country. Uh, you know, I'll say since the last major crisis last month. But <laughs> I, like, was there anybody out there who didn't know about this? Right. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the map here. They sure are mad over there in Minneapolis. I have no idea what it's about though. Oh good, a new talk shop episode. <laughs> Golly. I haven't been listening to the news and I've had my head under yeah, a rock people, for literally <laughs> people waking up out of months. their Faraday cages that they've been in for three months. <laughs> yeah. No signals in or out. The people, uh, okay. the people that went to sleep after uh, top ten of the decade and and just now woke up because they <laughs> yeah, got the yeah. alert like, that literal we have an hibernating bears. Out. Uh, hang on. I gotta pull it up here. It's always down in the old Reddit uh, feed here. So in the meantime, oh here it is. Oh okay, Tom. Tom, just an editing idea. Yeah. Um, you know how in like the uh the eighties when the or the nineties when there was gonna be a, a an episode of television that they thought might be particularly upsetting, they would say it was a very special episode. They'd yes. be like tonight. <laughs> Tonight on a very special episode of Family Matters, Steve gets his dick cut off by a buzzsaw. Parents, please watch it with your children. You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sh- we should make an intro like that for this episode. Oh, I'm, I'm done. Tonight on a very special episode of The Talk Shop, Did is Tom going to get shot by white supremacists? <laughs> Tune in to find out. Parents, please watch with your children. <laughs> yeah, so, you know... As could probably be predicted, maybe not in its entirety, there was some, I'll say at the very lightest, disagreement. (laughs) Some dissent? With some uh, upset folks uh, unilaterally across the state with the way that this was handled from the outset. Uh all right, well, you know what? We're just going to dive into it. There's been rioting <laughs> in Minneapolis and St. Paul due to all this. Well, 
I won't say even say due to all of it, because at the beginning, it was peaceful protests taking place in Minneapolis. Of course, like you know, this is a a travesty of justice. Somebody who's supposed to be a paragon of society, you know, a police officer, somebody who's keeping the peace, enforcing the laws of our land, does something so horrific that it and it's caught on tape. Like it cannot be ignored like no matter how much you want to it's completely unacceptable oh hey oh yeah siren's going by right now do you want to know what i was i was thinking this the other day you know how um when people commit crimes against police officers they are punished more harshly because the idea is like you know it's like it's it's more than just an attack on like an individual person like you're like attacking like the society and like the rule of law directly you never yep. you think that goes the other way or do I, I mean it doesn't go the other way but is there a reason why it shouldn't go the other way no it's not, like if if, if you're if, asking old tom if someone no. does something to you <laughs> like is there any reason at all why that you know, the, that person shouldn't be punished more harshly because it's like you were attacked unjustly by the rule of law or like the personification of it. This is one reason it'd be good to have uh, Jack here because, you know, he was a policeman. So no, he's be, a garbage man. Yeah. I think you're mistaken. Ah, uh, yeah. So I do kind of wish that we could uh, get his viewpoint on this because I, I, so I don't mean to speak for him, but I'll tell, tell you what he's told me before. And that's that when he was learning how to be a cop and, and through his time in that. The, garbage man. Yeah. <laughs> The idea, <laughs> just kidding. The, <laughs> the idea was that you were supposed to be held to a higher standard of the mm-hmm. law. That you were not supposed, like, the whole thing of like crooked cops and like giving each other a break and that thin blue line, like that's not built into the curriculum of what police are supposed to be. He he always sold it like he was supposed to be better than the average citizen because he'd been trained in what the laws were and knew the importance of upholding them. So. And I've seen, I have seen that reflected um, through pretty much all of the posts that I've seen from cops talking about this. There's nobody defending this guy, which again is refreshing. Um, that th- <laughs> apparently the thin blue line does break, and it's when you literally murder somebody on camera. So that's good to know. <laughs> there uh, is a cutoff, I suppose. That's but, <laughs> that's something. <laughs> but I'll tell you what: if there was a video of me killing somebody with my knee on Facebook that went hyper viral. What I don't understand is it would not take what was it, three days, four days, three even days, more? Yeah. Three days. It wouldn't take three days for the cops to put me into custody. I think no. um can I make a devil's advocate argument for that delay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here is the the only thing that makes sense to me. Because I think I think you, in most cases, uh, you know, like the cop murdering that dude not being one of them, in most cases, people aren't just outright malevolent and malicious in their intent in like how they do things. So through that lens, the only thing that makes sense to me is imagine you're the prosecutor's office right now, right? Imagine what you're afraid of. You're afraid of like of botching it, right? Of being the idiot who took this slam dunk case and did something, you know, charged him with something that you, you know, maybe overcharged or did something dumb and the guy winds up getting off because you charged him with the wrong crime or you didn't gather enough evidence or whatever, right? Like, can you imagine right. those riots? He's like Rodney yep. King V2. Like, that's what would happen, right? And so, yeah, I think probably 
the only thing that makes sense to me other than other than you know one one interpretation being oh well they just thought they'd sit around and see if the whole thing would blow over which you know i don't know i'm not them that could have happened uh but the only other thing i can think of is you know dotting all the i's and crossing all the t's and making sure that you're not the idiot that botched this thing and started this whole cycle all over again like a year from now yeah well to kind of go along with that line of thought it wasn't long ago that the Twin Cities on the St. Paul side had a case similar to this where the outcome was, you know, tragic. There was a, a I believe he was a, a school teacher. Was that Philando Castile? He was just outright shot in his car by a police officer. Oh, yeah. For, because he was reaching for his ID. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that cop freaked out and shot him. And that cop ended up, you know, I don't know if he's still a police officer in St. Paul, but I he did not face any real legal consequences for that killing either. So this is as horrible as it is, there is a certain amount of understanding that comes along with it where people are frustrated and you can understand why they're frustrated. Like nothing came of the last yeah, I'm, I mean, like, manslaughter. It's this. There's a lot of like removal of nuance, <laughs> like lately, like these days. I don't know, past like five years or something, where it's like you know more than one thing can be true at once. Like it can be true that you you don't agree with people riding in the street, and that that's not a good thing for for anyone's cause, and that it in the long term doesn't really help anything. And at simultaneously, it can be true that it's certainly understandable why they would do that, <laughs> and you completely understand it, right? Because I completely right. understand it. Like, yeah, I think that's very well said. I think you put that probably in the in the best way possible, given the circumstances. Right. Yeah. Understandable, unacceptable. I think is kind of sums it up. Yeah, because like, you know, I don't like how much can you expect people to put up with? I don't, like. You know, again, like I, I, I can't see. I can't think of any good arguments for uh, burning a target to the ground. But like at the same time, you know, people are real mad, and they have a, re- a good reason to be. You know, I I keep coming back to this. Like, I really have been trying to like broaden my my perspective in the fact that I've only, like we all only experience life one way. And that completely forms the way we feel and think about everything, right? Yeah. So what I keep going back to is I do have a DUI. I got it back in 2011. I'm not super proud of it, but I do. Um, And I know for a fact that I was kind of belligerent with the uh, trooper that gave me that DUI. (laughs) It was a long night. I mean, he was booking me. I think he got me at like 1230 a.m. And I don't think I was actually in jail till about four. I know for I can remember him telling me that he was staying late because he wanted to finish up with me and I was not cooperating. Um (laughs) So I was I was a I was a dick to this guy. He was a dick to me too. I I actually I don't even get me started. But uh, <laughs> but my po- long long story very short is that even as I was being belligerent and wasted and you know honestly driving drunk and putting people's lives in danger and all that terrible stuff um, that keeps me up at night. At not one single point was I ever worried for my safety or my life. Mm-hmm. And. I hate the word privilege <laughs> just because I think that it's one of those things that it's, it, that's been so overused that it, it's gotten a toxic identity all of its own. 
But I will say that if there is privilege in the world, if, if we're going, and there is, I mean, I don't know, if you don't want to call it that, call it whatever you want. But I think the fact that I am, I have constantly been able to be belligerent and angry and drunk and dangerous around a cop without ever once having to fear that he might shoot me or put me down on the ground or whatever. And so, of course, yeah. I'm, so of course I'm not going to burn down a target. Why would I? <laughs> right? Like, so, th- of course, that doesn't make sense to me. That's a completely alien and foreign concept. Like, and it's easy for me to say, that's stupid. That's not accomplishing anything. But again, the world is my playground, right? For the most part. So why would I understand how it feels in that situation? Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of how it works. But like, <clears throat> I, it's, we have a different set of problems. And it's like, it's hard to, I think it's a really complicated problem. You know, not like we're going to solve racism on the talk shop or something, but like, I, what? It's a really, I believe in us. <laughs> That's why I'm still awake. I thought this whole episode was about solving racial <laughs> tension. It's, in the it's a really States. complicated problem because it's not like uh, previous civil rights movements or something where it's like, you know, we were discriminated against because the law says that I'm not allowed to do X, right? And now you have all of those restrictions that, you know, make people's lives more difficult are, like, a lot more ambiguous. Like, they don't exist in, like, uh, in, in institutions like a law that you can just say, like, hey, this, you know, I'm being discriminated against because this is the law. It's just, like, the, it's, like, the collective thoughts and action of, like, a bunch of bad people who exist within... Uh, uh, like institutions and 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 groups of people who don't inherently have those beliefs. You know what I mean? Where it's like if yeah. you're a racist who works, you know, at a bank or something, like you can get away with a lot and you can screw a lot of people, right? Just because you're the dude who gets to make that decision. But it's not like the bank is racist, you know. But it's right. it it makes that difficult to like, you know, it's really hard to fight against that because you can't like. You have to like find the dude and prove what he's doing. You can't just be like, "Hey, look, this is what the bank is doing. It's what this is what their policy says they have to do." That's pretty fucked up, don't you think? Like it's it's a it's really hard. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, we've been talking for a little bit and it occurs to me that we still haven't gotten to really the reason we're recording tonight. We didn't like jump on in the middle of the night so that we could recount the things that everybody already knows anyway. Um, I mentioned that this was kind of Tom's show and Tom, I don't even think you've mentioned like where you are or why we felt like you should talk about it. <laughs> we like, there's, there's a quick reference to a siren going by, but why don't you go ahead and like, you know, uh, 27 minutes into this episode, uh, finally tell everybody why we're recording it. Cause I think you have the most relevant and unique perspective on what's going on where you are right now. So, yeah. So first off, I'm just going to say. I'm in no real danger. Like, there's been things nearby, but nothing in our immediate neighborhood that is cause for concern. So I am in St. Paul, Minnesota, and, you know, again, it's, well, now it's May 31st, but it was May 30th not so long ago, and uh, there has been, you know, some rioting going on in Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Uh, the worst of it in St. Paul was probably two nights ago. I mean, I guess that remains to be seen how tonight goes because uh, 
There's been some predictions that it's going to be a little more on the rough edge tonight now that the the full Minnesota National Guard's been deployed to Minneapolis. Uh, so far, so good, I guess, question mark? Like, not really good, but, like, contained, I suppose you could say. Uh, I don't know, man. It's surreal. It's surreal existing in the city where rioting is taking place. I don't really... It's hard to kind of quantify into words the exact feelings and everything, but, you know, we're we're literally across a river from where small businesses, big businesses, residential areas are just being torched for no real good reason. Um, our governor has, you know, today basically said that this has progressed beyond the original intent, which was, I mean, again... It began with just peaceful protests. You know, we see an injustice in our streets. We calmly, peacefully protest what is going on and, you know, clamor for the arrest of these officers responsible for this thing. That's fine. It has evolved since then to this weird dystopian, (laughs) like, uh, Mad Max reality where we have people coming in from out of state here just expressly to loot businesses and burn down buildings uh i don't know Uh, it's it's just it's weird man and tonight it's all kind of coming to a head again reiterating going back to like the national guard being called in in maximum force the governor like earlier today the general i can't recall his name unfortunately but he uh basically said the number of people will be between 2,400 and 12,000 because that's all the people they have in the guard right now, but not everybody's qualified to deal with the situation. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about military occupations and jobs and things, but some people didn't have the the proper training to actually deal with policing a, you know, American city, which is, you know, that's understandable. Uh, 2,400 or so uh national guardsmen i might have this number wrong but i think it's around there uh arrived in the city today to kind of bring peace uh i mean i will just say this is probably the most interesting and bizarre and horrible times to be in something like this because the amount of access to information you have is a double-edged sword first you're like informed about exactly where the action is happening so that's good the bad thing is it gets your mind racing uh, to like the possibilities of where it could end up and to a higher degree than it would be if you didn't have access to that information. So, for example, uh, uh, the wife and I have been listening to the St. Paul Dispatcher uh, on a streaming feed mm-hmm. that we found on Reddit. In addition, we have Snapchat, which the Snap Map is kind of a good indicator of where people are gathering and who's recording it, because, of course, it is people use Snapchat, apparently, (laughs) in riots. So we can actually see the hotspots on the map, open them up, and see what they're actually recording. And Mm -hmm. and it's almost real time, because it's, you know, people do that as things are happening and post them as soon as they're done. So it's like this weird dystopian future where you're seeing all this terrible stuff taking place, you know, only a few miles from where you live. 
and it doesn't seem real because it's on a screen, but then you have that second thought where you're like, oh, you know what? This is literally across the river from us. I've been to that Kmart. I've been to that, you know, AutoZone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been there, and it's just, you know, gone up in smoke now. I don't know. It's weird, man. I don't I don't have too much more to say besides that, except for it's it seemed to us to have uh, kind of peaked tonight. I hope this is the I hope this is the climax to the movie, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want, I don't know. I just want peace, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's weird to say, but I just want everything to go back to the way it was. Like, you know, it's a, uh, I like the area. I like this city. I like these cities. And it's, it's a shame to see it have turned out this way, even though. The catalyst for all of it was a, a massive injustice. I, I really would have liked to see something more peaceful. Now, I do have to give you a little bit of shit, Tom. All right. That's fair. <laughs> just a little just a little bit because yep. you deserve it. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> not so long ago, we were both living in Superior when the oil, the oil refinery exploded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, that was fu- that was fun. That was f- that was a fucking walk in the park compared to this. Oh, I know. I'm not comparing the two in severity. Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm just laughing because like the ground shook, sky was filled with smoke. You know, literally like they were evacuating us or, or suggesting evacuation. I can't remember if we were actually evacuated or not because they were like, yeah, this whole city might explode pretty soon. Tom, you packed up. Yeah. You, you Beverly Hillbillied yourself to <laughs> to the cities, which is supposed to be a, a zenith of culture and and uh, well to do ness. And look what you walked on into, man. So I was gonna say the living in a giant smoking crater in Superior is not looking too bad now, is it? But <laughs> apparently, I'm the arbiter of human destruction, and I just don't. Yeah, wherever it, or... Tom goes, death follows. <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't choose this way. <laughs> it follows me. I didn't me. ask for this. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I will say. Uh, so there's been terrible things. I mean, you, if anyone's been on Reddit or any other form of social media, I mean, obviously you have to take everything with a massive grain of salt, just because of you know brigadeering and people spreading disinformation and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. Take it for somebody who lives in the area and is kind of vetting this stuff for like what we're actually seeing. It's bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I loved. I did love the positive. There was a lot of positive campaigning today, where it was. <laughs> I, and I'm. I, I have a dark sense of humor. I can't help it. But it was a lot of. We only destroyed the city to rebuild it, and it was like all these pictures of you know people holding up hearts with their hands on top of this flaming wreckage <laughs> and like yeah. my favorite thing was like outside of, of one of the stores that's literally unrecognizable now it's just scrap metal there's somebody with like a push broom and they're like yeah yeah we just <laughs> we're gonna fix it and i'm like bro <laughs> you straight up burned the city down that broom's not doing shit for you man <laughs> like what did, what did right. i say doing doing free work for insurance companies yeah that's what he said <laughs> yep yep <laughs> Yeah, man. It's just a shame. I don't know. It's just like, it's such a, I don't know, to your core, it's like a bring down. It's just like, why did it have to end up this way? Why is this happening to good people that just want 
to, you know, make a change in their community. Like there's mm-hmm. so many. God, that, you look at the map. Like I, I, I posted in our chat here. Uh, uh, basically a hot map of all the uh riot activity in the the cities, and there's just like tons of the blips are all small businesses, like people that are from here starting a business and then all of a sudden their hopes and dreams just go up in smoke and there's nothing they can do about it. It's just the end. And insurance companies aren't going to pay out because they don't pay out for civil unrest. Like that it's their lives are over effectively. Like there's, there's nothing for them. So that's horrible. Like there's no justice for that. Like at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, foresee there being any reparation there's not going to be any reparations for these people their lives are effectively financially over at least for the time being however let's keep in let's keep in mind the area has already been devastated from this terrible you know shelter in place yeah so it's like it's on top of a global pandemic where millions of americans are out of jobs which kind of feeds into this horrible spiral of yeah it's like 25 million unemployed yeah something insane um but on the flip side for some good news (laughs) there have been campaigns on reddit internet in general uh to crowdfund uh money to basically recoup the losses for these small businesses and there's one in particular this guy had been saving his whole life he wanted to open a sports bar like that's all he ever wanted so he opens one in minneapolis unfortunately uh as fate would have it it was during the worst possible time to do that nobody knew that going into it sports bar is completely destroyed uh windows broken in i don't remember if it burned down i don't think it did but it was just looted robbed uh they left and he was you know this guy this poor guy is just left there and then they come back for his safe like later like just to you know add insult to injury they come back for the very last of what he has mm mm-hmm. Uh, this story went viral on Reddit. Uh, a crowdfunding page was opened. He was only asking for $25,000, which was the amount that he initially invested into starting the company. Last I checked, he was 110000 but that was at way earlier in the day. I'm sure he's made a lot more than that. So on the positive side, people still care about our local community. They care about these businesses that are affected by this uh, I hate to toss around the word unprecedented because as everybody <laughs> knows, <laughs> that word's been thrown around possibly a little bit too much. But in this case, there was no predicting exactly how this was going to go. Mm-hmm. I think the the broad prediction was, of course, there's going to be some unrest. Like this, and not to belittle anything that's going on. Like this was a this was a massive injustice that was done in our city. Uh. But I don't think anybody could have predicted the scale at which uh, the chaos would spread and destroy. Um, so it's it's good to know people still care. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. at a very fundamental level, that is good to know because I've been I've you know I've been doing the same thing through Snapchat and kind of keeping an eye on the news and stuff like that. And some of the footage has been just in like insane. I saw something tonight where it was like seriously a line of cops like marching in a down the street like spartans like straight up, like tear gassing flash banging uh and and using uh rubber bullets on like just an insane amount of people like just drilling them and uh i don't know man it's like baghdad and like i 
one of the things that shocked me was uh, on the Snapchat videos I was seeing is they would just be driving down the street and it wasn't like one or two. There are just apparently cars just on fire on the highway, like all the way down it. Like that's, I mean, that's some shocking imagery, man. Yeah, that's so I'm glad crazy. to know that, like, that, and that's not far away. I mean, that's literally where you live, and and for uh, Corey and I, it's a place we've definitely been several times. So it's it's hitting close to home, closer to you for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's very again to like reiterate. If you look at the the hot map of all these things that like I'm referring to in this chat, you can find it on Reddit. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess for future listens to this episode way after the fact you might not be able to find it but basically it marks all the property damage looting businesses destroyed by fire all that kind of stuff peaceful protests and uh if you look at the hot map our neighborhood where my wife and i live is like in the eye of the hurricane (laughs) like there's destruction all around our neighborhood but Mm -hmm. not in our neighborhood and there's not really a reason so uh, this might be a, you know, this could be a, definitely a, a, a Curb Your Enthusiasm theme moment. <laughs> but as of right now, there's no reason for anyone to kind of come into our neighborhood. We don't really have any businesses, you know, local or otherwise in our immediate area. And so far, the targeting has been specifically commercial. Like there hasn't been... I won't say entirely. I mean, in the the hot spot where the murder took place, there's been like they burned down a uh, newly constructed uh, affordable housing complex, like it was just finished, burnt to the ground. But outside of that hot spot, there hasn't been any residential targeting, uh, as far as like people breaking into homes or anything like that, or burning down houses. It's been largely commercially targeted. Um, so there's there's not... I don't feel threatened in the place where I'm at. And I, I don't foresee there being really any issues where I live. At the same time, you know, <laughs> it's the unknowing that is the terrifying part. Sure, like You don't yeah. know when the switch is going to flip and things are going to really hit the fan. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. Yeah, poor Tom. I've been bugging him for about, what has it been, two days now? I've just, like, every time he says something, I'm like, hey, man, why don't you just leave? (laughs) (laughs) And I guess to fill in, because actually I don't even know if we've recorded an episode since then. Uh, Recently, somewhat recently, the beginning of this year, the wife and I bought a house. So this is our first house. We put a lot of work into it, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into making it a lovely place to live and it is lovely it's hard to accept that if things get worse I'll have to leave it behind to whatever fate it finds itself in so <laughs> that's that's the struggle right now and that's the realist it gets I suppose sure yeah um, <clears throat> but so far so good basically and I don't mean so good as in <laughs> The current state of affairs are any good. Yeah. I mean, so good as far as me not personally. having to abandon our newly purchased house. <laughs> so far, so good. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't envy that because, like, that would—that's a real tough spot to be in. 
uh, with, you know, like leaving stuff behind and just like, well, you know, I guess we'll just hope for the best. You just get into your car. Like that's, that's a hard step to have to take. Yeah. I mean, we have, we've talked it over. We have plans in case things go badly, but again, there's no real reason to fear about that just yet. We'll kind of see how tonight goes. Again, this is kind of a crucial crucial night in this whole event taking place, uh, just for future listens. This is night, I guess, three of rioting. Uh, the governor, Governor Walls from Minnesota, has activated the National Guard in totality, the greatest um, law enforcement force in Minnesota history is being deployed to Minneapolis tonight to combat, you know, not only the locals that are rioting, but also out-of-towners who are joining them. Uh, it's just a mess, man. Like, not, I guess, like, a couple of miles from here, there was a KKK rally identified and reported on. And it's just, it's just a shit show. Like, there's just so much happening. And it's, I don't know, it's, if it's you know at times you you think and it feels like the apocalypse then i look out my window and it's just another peaceful night it's like the most weird juxtaposition to be in long pause <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like i keep, i feel like i keep interrupting you so i'm trying not to jump in and talk as often because i feel like you're on the verge of saying something really profound and then i'm like but what about the farts? And so I'm trying not to do that. Tom, to you. something <laughs> profound? Nah. Feel free to jump in whenever. No, I bet it is. So, like, the only thing I can compare it to is uh, with all the coronavirus stuff going on. You know, we I, I work in the medical field, and we'd be constantly getting all of this. You know, the sky is falling information. We'd be seeing these. Uh, doctors sending out warnings about how they'd be on their deathbeds and it'd be like, whatever you do, don't go into a room without a mask. Like we were seeing all this really, really terrifying shit. And I'd be like, oh man, the world is ending. This disease, this is the end, man. Like humanity's done. And then I'd like take a second, like you're saying, and I'd look out the window and like there were no sick people. <laughs> yeah. The birds are singing. The yeah. sun's in the sky. No one you know is sick. No one they know is sick. <laughs> so I... I get the what you're talking about with just the mismatch of of what you know is happening versus what you see and how it can be hard to reconcile that in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like um, Yeah, I mean, uh, I was I was having the same conversation with like some of my coworkers cuz you know like you know in the aftermath of all the covid stuff like a bunch of people where I work got laid off and it's like it's so weird that it doesn't seem real. It's just it's like you know I'm not saying it isn't real or that it's a hoax or something, but it's like, it hasn't, the only way it's affected my life is in the way that like, everyone is acting like it's real and not like I haven't like seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same here. It's like the wind. Like I see it how like, you know, you don't see the wind, you see like all the the shit that it blows around. And it's like, that's kind of what I'm seeing. I'm like seeing like all the reactions to the thing, but I don't see the thing. Yeah, as far as the pandemic goes, I mean, like, nobody I know personally, none of my family or anything has been affected by the disease. But then you see unemployment numbers, you see people you know getting laid off from work, hours being cut, businesses closing, and it's, it just seems senseless because you the first-hand experience isn't there. 
And yeah. I, the, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't exist because clearly it does. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to accept something that's so widespread and so detrimental to society when you haven't, you have no, not even remotely any firsthand experience, or at least in my case. It's kind of the same thing. Well, not exactly. So, we, my wife and I have friends that live in Minneapolis, like in the hotspot, not far from where terrible things are happening. And that's a hard thing to come to terms with because, again, where, where we are, we're not seeing anything. We just see the reports. And we're in contact with them and everything. And, like, all the businesses around them, businesses we've been to when we visited, are just gone. They're just destroyed completely. And, and it's hard to come to grips with the reality of these things taking place when the only memories you have of them are, hey, let's go walk to this comic book store or this game store. It's not far from here. And now if we went back and visited even after this is all over and we were saying, hey, let's go to that game store, we couldn't because it's just not there. It's gone. Yeah. And it, it's not coming back. Yeah, that's heavy, man. To borrow the words of Marty McFly <laughs> from the post-apocalyptic uh, poetry that was Back to the Future. The prophecy. Was that Back to the Future I mean, 1 or 2? <laughs> I think he says it in all three of them. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Do you know the you know everybody calls that a perfect trilogy. You know what drives me crazy is that in the third movie, the entire basis of the plot. Oh no, it's the second movie. I'm sorry, the second movie. The entire basis of the plot is that Marty McFly can't handle being called a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the point that he does massive like tax fraud or or investor fraud or whatever on the basis of he's like supposed to be like his fifties. And somebody calls him a chicken, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll break federal laws. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call him a chicken. That always really bugged me. And, like, we're supposed to be so excited when he goes, when after seeing the fact that if he goes down the road, he goes down, he will literally die in the gutter completely ashamed of himself. We're supposed to be so excited when he gets in the truck to race that guy, and he's like, what are you, chicken? And Marty decides not to race. Like... <laughs> I don't know. That just always felt hollow to me. And this was a super relevant thing to talk about right now. Yeah. Because we're, po- we're going to hop my, in our time machines and we're going to go my back point to the was, future. My point was, I guess, in a really roundabout way, Tom, don't be a chicken. All right. I'm going straight to Minneapolis tonight, hopping in the old Fiesta. <laughs> cruising and you downtown. said that. You said, because uh, I like to... I like to I almost said I like to hear things visually. It must be like one in the morning or something like that. <laughs> Getting there. Uh, I like to get a picture of things in my head. So you said that when you go outside, it's not like you smell smoke or anything like that, but the sky is orange, right? At night, yeah. You can look over towards Minneapolis and, you know, it's a blaze. So it's orange. And, like, the, the most surreal thing today was, uh, I guess it must have been 9 o'clock or so. Probably, like, 8. It was still somewhat light out looking out the window and then you just see National Guard Humvees driving down yeah, your yeah. residential street and you're like well <laughs> yeah that's wild this is a bit more real than I was ready for and yeah just to be clear I'm not trying to sensationalize or capitalize on what you're going through 
Um, and I, I've appreciated the way you've tried to stay like humble about it. And you're like, I'm not really in danger and everything. I'm not trying to get that to be exaggerated when it comes across to the listener. But you are a very visceral input into the stuff we're seeing on the news right now. And I don't want to pass that up and, and not give you a chance to really explain it to the fullest of your real personal experience. I don't want you to make things up, but, mm-hmm. you know, what we're seeing and hearing about, you're seeing, tasting, and hearing right now. So it's yeah, and it's interesting to hear you talk about it. Again, I'll qualify. Like, we haven't in this neighborhood experienced anything, really. It's pretty much business as usual. That's everything that's around. We're listening to dispatch we're reading headlines we're looking on reddit for posts about where things are at and it's like for example i don't know where i'm supposed to buy groceries now because the grocery stores we go to have all been looted yeah or there's damage to the property like what what do we even what do we do now and you know that hasn't affected it had like there's no houses in our neighborhood or even in the next neighborhood over that have been like windows broken, torched or anything. Like it it's all the same. We're like in this weird island of tranquility, as weird as that sounds. It's but, called white privilege time. <laughs> <laughs> uh but everything around us uh commercially has been affected in some way. Like I, w- I remember just driving to the grocery store to see if it was open yesterday and all the businesses along the way were just they literally plywood boards like they're boarded up like it's a it's a surreal experience um and then yeah I, I was supposed to drive to the cities today actually uh oh yeah you know later today not right now i was supposed to i was supposed to be in the cities all week and uh my boss texted me on friday and it was just a bunch of pictures of boarded up gas stations with like graffiti and that have been like completely destroyed. She's like, yeah, I just tried going to four different gas stations and couldn't get gas because they've all been looted. So <laughs> probably, probably just, probably just stay home. <laughs> you know, it might be a good idea if we just call the whole thing off. Yeah. Just a gut feeling. <laughs> now we still want you there on Tuesday, but go ahead and no, no, my boss is at the- I won't even say who I work for, but everybody's been incredible through this and, and coronavirus actually. Uh, so, you know, I have no complaints, but it was just crazy. Like just the idea that somebody wanted to get gas and literally couldn't find a gas station right now. Yeah. That's just, that's crazy. And like the grocery store thing too. It's like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Where it's yeah like, if I wanted to get a bag of lettuce right now, I'd have to drive out of the metro area to find a place that's open that's selling a bag of lettuce. Like, none of our local haunts, none of our local restaurants, none of our local grocery stores, gas stations, anything are open right now. They're all closed, boarded up, or have been looted and torched already. It's, so what uh, do you guys think? Because this is something, because we've, we've, I think earlier in the podcast, we were literally like, why would, it, why would they do this? What does this accomplish? So there's the video of the guy in all black with the hammer that comes and smashes up the auto zone, right? And yep. then he apparently, allegedly, I, did, I haven't seen the video all the way through to the end, went back into a police station. Yeah. Then you, then I think it's fact, right, Tom? Please correct me because you, you've been kind of my window into this. You've been educating me on some of this stuff. Uh, most of the people being arrested aren't even from Minnesota. All right. So 
This is recent news to tonight. So the initial statement from the St. Paul mayor was that all people who were arrested last night during the riots were from out of state. He has since walked back to that position, and he said that's not entirely true. In other words, that was not true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So politically, I can understand the the intent of that position like i can understand wanting to unite people in the area like hey these aren't our own people causing this destruction it's people from out of state like i understand politically the move like the the chess move for that sure but now that that has been proven patently false it seems like it might contribute more to destruction <laughs> than it would have otherwise like it, uh, our governor said that, and I'm, I'm not trying to sensationalize, I'm not trying to get people riled up or anything. I'm just trying to point out reasonably what this could lead to. Our governor today or this morning said that 80% of rioters were from out of state. That does not align with police records we're seeing now. Uh, most of the people arrested in rioting in Minneapolis have a Minneapolis mailing address. So they're from the city. Okay. Well, that, uh, never mind. Uh, thank I, mean, you for, I, I didn't for know that's that. news to me. I, I, yeah. Again, like, like I said before, like this is really fluid and there's like new facts all the time. So like, yeah. even as yeah. of as of like, you know, I and you th- know what that report I, I was mean, just that could be completely false too. Like, sure, the, yeah, it's, that could... it's everything so rapid that it like the, it's like it's the... gonna take like an autopsy after the fact to kind of. Like a postmortem, like to figure out exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the mayor coming out and so like that report from the mayor that everybody was from out of state that was just like this morning, like that that was like yeah. fourteen hours ago, like that was this pretty new. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, yeah, th- you can understand politically what he's trying to <laughs> sure, do. He's trying and, and, to get and, everybody and, behind the same on the same team. Yeah, he's it, trying to rally everybody. It makes sense, and you're definitely also right that like you know when people are riled up like this. Lying is a very high risk, high reward <laughs> maneuver uh, that can, you know. And to be honest, I don't even know if they were lying. They might like they I, they hear new stuff all the time too. Sure, like, no, it, that's, there's a that's there's a chain fair. of communication that happens. It's not just like the mayor's going to each prison, checking the interviewing all the prisoners and like yeah, yeah. checking prison records himself. He Absolutely. hears this from somebody. <coughs> yeah, it's weird, man. I think I think if there's one thing we've learned in 2020, not only is our society extremely fragile um, in so many ways, I think we've learned just how completely useless our information network is. Like, yeah, you can you can create any narrative you want on the internet in 15 seconds, and it can be literally anything you want it to be. Oh yeah. If you want if if you want the riots in Minneapolis to be perpetrated by white supremacists that had that were literally just there for for basically uh, domestic terrorist terrorism. You can you can do that. Yeah, I mean, just look at the the Minneapolis and the Minnesota subreddits right now. Like yeah. they're const- the mods are constantly battling against <laughs> this uh, this brigadeering that's taking place from like these just these posts that are spreading patently untrue statements and things. Like there was. One that went up where it was like, 
the Hudson, Hudson, Wisconsin requested the National Guard because of 70 to 75,000 protesters coming through there. It's like, that is a gigantic number. And it was removed almost immediately. Yeah. But there's people who saw that and were like, oh my God. You know, like, once that kind of <laughs> stuff hits a certain way, people just kind of believe it. And the, mm-hmm. like, there's this lack of vetting things because. You learn to trust the sources you rely on for news. I mean, this is the same thing we've been seeing with just the general media and things. They're they're not always right. (laughs) Sometimes they're flat out wrong. But people trust them because they're familiar with them. And it's the same with Reddit. It's the same with any other website. It's uh, You read something there and you just believe it because they have been right in the past, but they might not be right now. And you know, it's a, it's a, I, if people were just more thoughtful and, uh, another big problem is, you know, people post articles on Reddit all the time. Nobody reads them. You just, everybody just goes to the comment section. I mean, I'm guilty of this all the time. I just go to the comments on a lot of the posts and like expect the top comment to be, yeah, it's this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you expect one person to have read it. I don't read anything. I yeah. don't know. It's just a, it's a weird thing. But you, it's you cr- have to. It's crazy. Like when, when information is flying around like this, like you both are saying, how anybody can just say anything without providing any sort of evidence or proof, and just whether or not someone believes it is determined entirely by whether or not it's something that that person wants to believe. Right. It's like you see a post and it's like, yeah, that's something that I wish were true because it benefits me in some way or aligns with something that I already think. I'm just going to run with it. And it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and that has been illustrated quite heavily during this this time, especially in this region. Yeah. When like, I mean, like, people... I don't even, like, I don't think... I, I certainly don't know, and I don't know who does know who the people who are actually there doing all this stuff is like if people who are really liberal say that they're all white supremacists people who are really conservative say that it's all antifa it's like it's just because it you know it benefits them to think that and one of them could be right but even if they were it would probably be by coincidence uh right you know i don't even know does anyone know is it just a bunch of people doing stuff again it's gonna be one of those things where we don't truly know uh, all the moving chess pieces until after the fact. And that's hard to come to terms with when it's happening right now in reality. Like, we we don't know all the facts and we're not going to until this is long over. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want to know the facts now. Like, they want to know exactly what's going on, but there's just no way, not with all the, the different viewpoints and, and minds and... Uh, opinions flying around that may or may not be true like you know it's- and that's why and that's why we thank you listener for coming to the one <laughs> true source of information and news that you know you can trust the arbiter <laughs> yeah. of all human truth uh, i'm the just gonna shot. go ahead and say if you come here for any source of news uh I don't. I don't even know what to recommend as a, like an <laughs> antidote to that but just don't <laughs> Don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> Don't vote. We're not voting. 
<laughs> you know, I, I, no, never mind. Go on. Sorry. I think I cut you off again. I just can't help myself, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Really have much else to say. It's just, I, you know, I want to go to Cub. <laughs> I want to get some food, but I can't. And I want to, I want a haircut. <laughs> My favorite uh, Wendy's was burned down. That's where I drew the line. Ugh. Lying in the sand. Nobody touches my Wendy's and gets away with it. Did it smell good at least while it went up in flames? Did it smell? I wasn't outside at the time, but I imagine it smelled like delicious square hamburgers. Did it smell big and juicy outside? (laughs) Smelled like the Baconator. (laughs) Tom wakes up in the middle of the night just fully erect. (laughs) What's going on? That smelly smelly smell. That's more bacon than I've ever smelled at one time before. <laughs> no, not the Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, you just know. You just smell bacon. <laughs> I don't know if any of you watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but that'd be like when your stand manifests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> menacing, menacing, menacing. Can I change the subject completely and ask somebody to... Dio! <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. me, Dio! <laughs> I want to... You, you thought you were going to get a big and juicy, but it was me! <laughs> I want to take a complete change of pace here and ask someone to please give me like the JoJo elevator pitch because I don't know anything about it and everyone fucking loves uh, the show and can't shut up about it. Okay, so I've I'm halfway through the third season. Like I'm I'm pretty behind. I will say the first two. Se- so okay, you know you know how anime operates. Like you you know <laughs> can the, I can the, I just do the this basic tropes? Tom, can I just do this for you? Can I just do this for you, please? Yeah, if you have a, a yeah. succinct way. Just real quick. Yeah. Corey, Corey, there is no... Just stay away from it. There is no good pitch for this this terrible, terrible show. Look, just no. There I'm is. not going to sell you JoJo's <laughs> It's the stupidest shit. It is. Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> like, kind of okay, what I... Go ahead, go ahead. I would, so, to continue, like, you know the, the typical anime tropes and stuff like that? Uh, the first two seasons are like that amplified by 10,000 like it's so (laughs) over the top I mean it's self aware but it's like the most Mm -hmm. ridiculous thing and it's hilarious because of that and the second season is especially funny because it's about an American and it's in Japanese okay so hearing the English lines delivered by Japanese Uh, voice actors uh, is probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life very good and it's it (laughs) again it's ridiculous it's over the top Super funny. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm that's, kind of that's being pretty much the elevator pitch. I, I want to hear this this character. <laughs> uh, what the heck is his name? In uh, the Jonathan season. Berger. I think it might be Jonathan <laughs> Joestar because it's Joseph <laughs> Joestar. In it's the, it's in the Joestar. First. I only know it's Joestar for sure. I don't in know. the second season or the first season. I thought in the first season it wasn't. Was it Joestar in the first season too? Yeah, I think it might have been John in the first season the second one i think was joe i think you're right i haven't watched it recently i was um this was that was my elliptical show through the winter and i kind of paid half attention to it but it's definitely worth a laugh but if you want me to sit there and try to sell you like if you're not sold on the idea of the corniest shit you've ever seen then i'm not gonna try yeah, to so what, what did you it's have not to re- meant to be taken seriously i don't i at least i hope to god it's not <laughs> but uh, it if you don't if you take it as it appears, then it is super funny. It's just these weirdly muscular guys posing around, fighting, and the most ridiculous <laughs> things are happening. Sam, why did you have to remind me that I have an elliptical that I never use? <laughs> that one's on, that's on you, I, bud. 
I walked by mine when I came down here to record, and like literally a cloud of dust is still in the air. Dude, it's it. not a meme. <laughs> like the like the 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 clothes draped over exercise equipment meme. That's yeah, real life. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a little like uh oh what are they called like one of those full workout systems like not like a bench or whatever. Bowflex. Yeah, like a Something bowflex, like, okay. but like not. Not quite a bowflex, but that same thing. And literally, it's a clothes hanger <laughs> over the other part of the garage. Like, I'm looking at like our winter jackets on it right now. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yes, oh, indeed. It's easier to just not eat. <laughs> oh, dude, the diet in quarantine has been all over the place. Yeah. I alternate from like a, a full week of debauchery to a full week of like of like destitute uh like african desert fasting yeah so we, we've <laughs> talked about this a little bit um you know not on recording but uh one of your sources for sustenance was going into work and the work cafeteria oh and yeah that's obviously gone away now so what should clarify what do you gone away because food? i work from home now well, yeah, not gone yeah, away. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. I don't, not, I don't it, want yeah, anyone to get the wrong idea. Hasn't been burned down the riots. Yeah, yeah. yet. Um. <laughs> so, Corey, now that you're a poor piece of shit, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, it's weird. Like, I've I've found that it becomes easier if I stick to a routine and I make the same thing or the make the like make the same like you know small number of things. It gets easier for me to to deal with not eating anything later in the day because that's the diet right like i just eat once a day and so i'll make like uh i'm on like a big breakfast burrito kick now and so i just make these gigantic like dinner plate sized breakfast burritos for lunch <laughs> and i eat them and then that's it for the day uh and i've done i've done i've done a bunch of stuff uh or not about you know i've like alternated around different things but i like that's the thing that seems to work for me like uh, for whatever reason, you know, on like day four of eating the same gigantic dinner plate sized breakfast burrito for lunch, uh, I'm less likely to want to eat something at like 7 p.m. later than if I like eat something different every day. Because like for originally when the, uh, the first stay at home thing order, I was like, you know, oh, great. No problem. I'm like going out getting takeout every meal and it's like just the, a, a disaster, right? Like you, you order out, you order like Chinese for lunch and it's like, you know, 5 p.m. and I'm like ravenous again and you like order Domino's or something. It's, like, it's just the end of the world. Like you can't do that. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. I do miss the gym. I don't want to be that guy, but I do. I miss the you gym. You miss getting swall? Like I'm pretty sure that like most of any muscle that I did have is already deflated. And is congregated in my midsection, and uh, I have like such a push. paunch now. It's not even funny. Like I can, I'm grab. You can't see it, listener, but I'm grabbing my gut, <laughs> which I never had before, and I'm just shaking it. I've, and then I've I, had... I think back to when I was working hard labor for that time, <laughs> the healthiest I've ever been. Yeah, and I'm like that seems like ages ago. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm on my. My third ten pound roller coaster, like going up and down. Because it's like first when it started, I would I I gained ten pounds and then I lost it and then I gained it again and then I lost it and then I gained it again and now it's almost all gone again. I read something the other day that thirty is your physical peak. Like at thirty years old, that's the best you'll ever be. 
Like you, you, you spend 30 years getting to 30 and I'm over that now. So now all I have to look forward to is the long, slow, steady decline. They're going to take my foot if I keep eating cookies. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, there's a decent chance uh, that any of us here, that, it, like, you know, at least one of us here, that'll be the bargain. Where it's like, you really, you haven't eaten anything with sugar in it in two years. And you really just want a piece of cake. And you know that if you eat that slice of cake, there's like a one in five chance you're going to lose a toe. And that's just a bargain that you have to make, <laughs> that you have to make with yourself. <laughs> Yowza. <laughs> you just, you just cut off the toe to get ahead yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat the cake. Don't worry, Doc, I got it. Rusty butcher even, knife from the drawer. You don't even have diabetes. What are you doing? I know. I'm just buying more cake for my future you self. You know, this, a toe a day keeps the beatus away. <laughs> yeah, so dear listener, if you want to avoid diabetes, cut off all your toes. Yeah, preemptive amputation. All the doctors are <laughs> trying it. And thanks again for coming to the talk that's shop. The, your number one trusted that's source what they mean for when they, news and, and everything uh, diabetes related. Those are all those elective you surgeries st- you've heard so much about. With all the all t- uh, toe Yeah, just people getting the toes cut off. <laughs> you thought you were getting competent, responsible diabetes information, but it was me, Dio. <laughs> It was us, Talk Shop. Lamont. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. All right. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're safe, Tom. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. fine. And uh, if there's uh, if there anything happens in the next couple of days, I'll make an addendum to this episode. Oh, yeah, my house burned down. <laughs> 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 Not going to happen. Like Price is Right music. Wow. Don't die or something, because this, this, parts of this episode will be what they play at the beginning of your documentary like they always do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've been watching a lot of those on Netflix, yeah, but yeah. they always start with some innocuous like recording of the voice over some pictures. Yeah. It's like the morbid How funny would it be moment. The only thing they like... have to pull through is uh, the talk shop episodes. What if Jedis <laughs> had eugenics programs where they fuck each other and make super Jedis? And that's what they're that's what they're pointing to. The that's what, yeah, that's what they have to go off of. <laughs> Next to some horrible picture from your senior year of high school. <laughs> yeah. With like oh, a fro I would, I would and like be happy covered to, in pimples. I would be happy to supply those pictures when they make when they make the documentary. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Someone has to hey, ha- someone has to save them. This has gotta be a proper episode of the talk shop. So what did we learn today? God help first time. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, I learned not to go outside after curfew because there's videos of people just standing on their porch recording police going by and they got shot with paintballs. <laughs> I saw that. That was crazy. Yeah. But they're just like filming. They're not messing around down here. Yeah. Like, it funny was, enough. It was like, I, I got to describe this to Sam. So there's like a wall of cops in riot gear, right? Just walking yeah, down yeah. a neighborhood street. Like not even like downtown. It's It's just like, you know, like an apartment building and there's like some houses across the street and they've got like a big like you know like uh military surplus like black uh you know troop transport behind them uh and they're walking and they're yelling at everyone like go inside stay inside and this person's filming on their porch uh and uh a cop stops and he goes get inside uh and then they don't get inside they're just standing on their porch filming 
and then he just casually goes light him up <laughs> like he's in a fucking video game he just goes light him yeah he just goes light him up and then they just shoot this big like paint canister thing I don't know what it was you could see it kind of on the ground it was like green everywhere a paint zooka yeah I, I mean basically it was weird I don't know I don't know if it was paint balls but I don't know how just shooting paint at people is you know that much of a deterrent if the idea well, those guys aren't even those guys aren't even cops from my understanding the paint marking there's like rubber bolts tear gas i'm trying to think of like the riot toolkit oh like, it's to uh, like mark people i think it's to mark people that have been found not complying so that they can be retrieved later should they need to be right okay you know, like if if someone's like uh, disregarding the governor's curfew, get shot with paint. They're still out at the end of the night. You see somebody marked with paint. You're like, okay, well, you had your chance the first time around and you didn't comply, so okay. you're going to jail. No, that ma- that makes sense. Okay, but yeah, to my understanding, light them up. Not an expert. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's what I learned. <laughs> uh, what did I learn? I'll go next. Give me one second. Okay. I learned that if you're going to, for whatever reason, try to record yourself talking about the tragedy of the human condition and racism and the tension of a nation and, and disease and, and poverty and, and riots and destruction, probably never do it with zero preparation at one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I, uh, I learned that Wendy's is the weather vane of societal collapse <laughs> it really is when the wendy's goes everything else goes with it <laughs> what's the you know wait uh uh colonel uh, wait no what's the Actually, it might be a colonel the johnny Cash song we sang about the white horse well how does it go something something and death followed with him it's like that oh and hell followed with him yeah yeah, yeah, that's, yeah uh, that when the man comes around yes yeah yeah that's it <clears throat> yeah. but it, but it's, it's like that but with wendy's here are the Trump, but like, here are the Pipers. The Wendy's Don't burn went down. down Wendy's. The Wendy's went down, and hell went with him. <laughs> I saw McDonald's. I saw KFC. Pizza Hut. It burned to a crisp sea. zones are burning. The big tire smoke. Don't touch my Wendy's. Burns to the ground. We need a country song stat about all these fast food joints burning down. I still wish we'd record. We were gonna. So, some background for the people listening. If you're still here for whatever reason, uh, uh, we were we were once gonna record like an ultra sarcastic patriotic country song. Oh yeah, freedom makes good sense to me. Oh yeah, yeah freedom that was makes it. good sense. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to dust that off. That'd be quite. I funny. mean, we can. Do, there's nothing stopping us from doing. Like, we can do it. We, we yeah. can record we that. Need to do that. We have the technology. <laughs> It's never good when you're you're the one laughing loudest at the joke in the room, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody, like, because nobody else listening to this heard it, and it was, like, the most, Frito <laughs> makes good science to me. <laughs> and it was like there was a written, there was a spoken interlude where we're like, in these United States of America. <laughs> I forgot about that. That part that was like a, a one-off song in one of our band practices. Like, it was just a joke yeah, we yeah. came up with. At a band practice. No, let's do For it. For a band, we played one show. <laughs> there's, there's nothing stopping us. Let's do it. 
Yeah. It's actually even it's even sadder than that because actually we wrote that song at a jam session after the band broke up when we would just kind of get together in your basement and just kind of play for a couple yeah. hours. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Those. Was what led into that? That was what led into the live streaming that eventually led to the birth of this podcast because we like didn't do that anymore and then we were like you and and Corey. Actually, I completely injected myself, which is nothing new. <laughs> you and Corey were like, "Hey, Sam." We made this hilarious, and it was really funny. We made this hilarious video of us playing video games and, and making, you know, goofy goofs while we did it. And you guys were amazing. And I was like, oh, I should definitely be a part of this. And, and <laughs> That's when we did like, uh, Twitch Tuesday. Every yeah, Tuesday, Twitch Tuesday. Stream for like two hours, some random video game. Those were the days, man. Those were the days back the in- Wendy's burned down. <laughs> <laughs> it all went to shit after that. <laughs> Wendy's that's, makes good you know, sense to me. That's not just a barometer for our region. That's for the whole nation. Yeah. The, do you remember the days the Wendy's burned down? <laughs> it's like when they used to. It's like in Lord of the Rings when they light the fires of Gondor. <laughs> <laughs> the signal has been lit. Well, it's just like a bunch um, of Wendy's employees rushing the yeah, the police. It's like, how, it's like how FEMA uses the number, like the the status of Waffle Houses. For, do you know about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 for like for ne- for disasters, where it's like if the waffle houses are closed, it's like literally the last things that ever close. And so, like, if the waffle houses start closing, they know that shit's actually going down on the ground. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, Minneapolis calls for aid, and Green Bay will answer. <laughs> ba 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 ba. Wendy's, 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 Wendy's. I'm watching Back to the Future when we when we sign off for this. <laughs> Oh my computer keeps going to sleep here. Don't worry. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Back to the Future and Lord of the Rings at the same time. (laughs) One eye per screen. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I should pinch this one off. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. As always, if you found this at all enlightening, tell your friends. I'm sorry, this is more of a somber, less comedic episode than your potentially accustomed to but we're sorry that we're sorry that the burning of our state wasn't entertaining yeah (laughs) what can we do to make this more entertaining for you burn down another wendy's (laughs) will you never be happy (laughs) but with the way things have been going by the time this episode gets uploaded we'll all be listening to it in some underground bunker yeah so (laughs) the nukes will be flying yeah using bottle caps as currency so (laughs) Good luck in the future, <laughs> you idiots. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you next time. Yep. Hey, maybe, maybe you know, if you're ever met with a tough situation in life, no matter how bad it gets, maybe don't kneel on it until it dies. That's a, that's a better what did we scene. learn today. <laughs> Bye. Just wanted to add a quick addendum to the episode. Uh, we recorded this on Saturday night at around midnight into Sunday. Uh, things were probably had p- passed their peak as far as um, local uh, civil unrest. Um, things have calmed down significantly. Once again, we're still safe here in St. Paul, Minneapolis, so there's nothing to really be concerned about. Peaceful protests are ongoing, which is wonderful. Great to see people exercising their rights to protest. And uh, I think I speak for everybody here at the talk shop, and we hope for swift justice for the murder of Mr. George Floyd. And uh, 
some closure for his family, his loved ones. In addition, um, some much-needed reform and refreshment of our law and justice systems that we have in place that have led for these, that have allowed for these horrible things to take place over the years. Um, it's about time we got the right people in the right spots and changed change things for the better for all of us so we can all live with maximum liberty the freest best lives that we can without having to worry about something horrible like this ever happening again so thank you for tuning in i hope this was enlightening in some way or i guess i'll speak for myself um things were were rough for a couple of days sleepless nights and of course that pales in comparison to the uh horrible crime that was committed and the loss of life that we experienced and we all hurt for and it's our hope that these systems these events these terrible things change now so that we never have to lose another human life in such a senseless way ever again so thank you for tuning in